Welcome back to A View from the Couch. My name is Rich. And I'm Jen. And today we are talking about the recently released Black Adam. Woo, DC. Yeah, woo, DC. <laughs> I mean, Typically we're not huge, huge fans of the DC movies. Not that I hate them, but they're, I don't know, I just don't feel like they're at quite as good as Marvel, but there's still stuff to enjoy out of them. Well, okay, so... They're notoriously hit and miss, I think. Yeah. And and the thing about Marvel movies is that they're so homogenized that you know what you're going to get every single time, and it's always going to be the same thing. Let's face it, it's Disney. Just like every Disney princess movie is the exact same story, we're going to get the same thing over and over and over again ad infinitum from Marvel. Sure, yeah. DC just still hasn't found their footing yet, but they've got great characters, and there are great people out there that could do great things with those characters. I just don't know if they've found them yet. Some of them, but not enough of them? I don't know. What was the last DC movie that you liked? I liked... What was Outlast? Was it the Suicide Suicide Squad? Was that the last one? James Gunn's Suicide Squad, right? I liked that. There's some good news then. Because James Gunn is actually going to be taking over, like, he and one other person, I guess, are going to be taking over, like, the entirety of DC television, DC film. Oh, really? So, kind of like the one guy's doing at Marvel. Um, Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige, thank you. Sort of, only Kevin Feige is more of the... Think of him as, like, a showrunner. Not Kevin Feige, but James Gunn. James Gunn's going to kind of be the showrunner. He's going to okay. be the one that's kind of overseeing the whole thing and probably creatively directing it. Kevin Feige is simply sewing all the creative stuff together. Okay. As far as I can tell. Okay. So he's kind of like that, but he's got more of a hand in the creative part of it, I would think. James Gunn is not the kind of guy that's going to just not be involved creatively, you know? Okay. At well, least that, that's the feeling I get from him. That might be all right, though. I think that could be positive. For the first time in a long time, I've got hope for the DC Universe. The DC Cinematic Universe. Because the comics are pretty damn good right now. There's a lot of great stuff happening in the DC Comics. And actually, what's interesting is that most of the Marvel comics, it's the flip side. Like, so much of the Marvel stuff right now is kind of, meh, fair to middling, but the movies are blockbusters. Mm-hmm. And over here, we've got the DC comics knocking it out of the park. And the DC movies, eh, they're kind of middling, you know? Sure. But this one's been in production for quite a while, right? Well, we can get into that. Why don't you first tell people who's involved in Black Adam? All and right. then we'll jump into the story and we can we can weave all we'll do our we'll weave. That's what we do. We weave. We're the Kevin <laughs> we're the Kevin Feige of this podcast. We're sewing it all together, right? Put putting the pieces together. Yeah. All Just right. Just call us Stitch. Wait. That's the other Disney guys. appropriate, I yeah. guess. All right. This movie was directed by Jama Colette Sarah. It was written by Adam Estikiel, Rory Haynes. And Sorab Nashirvani. And it's based on characters by Bill Parker and C.C. Beck. Those are the creators. Those are the creators of the comic. Right. Yeah, but I felt like they should be mentioned. 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. They absolutely. created the character. This arc, near as I can tell, or this movie, near as I can tell, ha- it has more to do with the rebirth version of the DC universe that happened about 10 years ago than anything else. So there's probably other comics creators that we're overlooking. I've just never read any of these comics, so I don't really know anything about Black Adam. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can't help with that at all. I, I'm not a comic book. I've tried reading comics because I, I feel like the stories would be stuff I would be interested in, but I just have a hard time getting into them. Right. Uh, it's harder for me to read that medium for some reason. Some of the stuff I have read, I do like, but I don't know. I just it, The other thing, too, is comics seem very, especially the superhero ones, seem so overwhelming to me because there's so much. There's so many yeah. different storylines, and it starts over, and then there's just, <laughs> it just is all over the place. And when you're like, okay, I want to read, you know, let's say I wanted to read something Spider-Man. What do you even start with? Craven's Last Hunt. You know, but you know what I mean, right? That it's just, it's like for somebody coming in fresh, it's really a daunting weight of books out there and material out there. Where do you even start? That's why you need somebody like me. You're married to the perfect person for this. (laughs) I can direct you where to go, like to get these definitive stories, these, Mm -hmm. these arcs that are, are. You don't need to have, like, all the details before and after if you just want, like, specific arcs. You don't have to read every Spider-Man comic in existence, but the natural urge, of course, is to start at the beginning and Mm -hmm. read all the way through. But there's a lot of crap in Spider-Man comics, like a lot of garbage in, like, various different spots over the history of the comic. So you go with the stuff like Craven's Last Hunt, or you go with, like, I don't know, you go with... For sure you go with, like, The Wedding. You go with the Black Suit Saga. You go with, you know, all that stuff. Like, the introduction of Venom. There's 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 arcs that you can read that mm-hmm. are going to be... The Death of Captain Stacy, that's a big one, right? Like, those are big Those are big arcs. Those are, like, touch points. Sure. That's why I bought you that, that, that Hawkeye comic that's sitting over there on the shelf right over there. Mm-hmm. My Life is a Weapon. That's the one that's that the show is loosely based on mm-hmm. and that is one of those arcs that's self-contained that you can read i've read one most through, of it you know, whatever, if i 25. haven't read all of it yeah that that one yeah that was kind of nice because mm-hmm. it's just all right in one spot and i could just read it and it was fine yeah so yeah so mm-hmm. anyways we're Sorry. way off topic here back, back but, let's back back truck but up, it sounds like neither one of us have experience with black adam comics in particular, but I'm assuming you have more experience with the DC universe that this is coming from. I have some experience with some of the characters okay. in here. So. All right. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> starring in this movie, we have Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Or is he Dwayne Johnson starring as Dwayne Johnson pretending to be Black Adam? He... Or Dwayne Johnson starring as Dwayne Johnson in a Black Adam costume? Okay. My first comment is, I really like Dwayne Johnson. He is so fun to watch. And I watched some interviews on them and he just, he's so excited about this. <laughs> and you just can't help just really root for this guy. I mean, I, I like him a lot and I love to watch him on, on screen. Yeah. But I did write my second note on here. I'm just going to read it to you. Mm-hmm. 
This is a good role for Johnson. He does not have to show much emotion, just that he's a tough guy. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, I guess we'll get into that. Right. So (laughs) I agree he's probably not the best actor, and this was probably a good role. He just had to, you know, be Mr. Tough Guy. But but I still like him so much in this. He's likable. He's a likable personality, Dwayne Johnson is. Mm -hmm. But... There's something missing here. We'll talk about it. I think. All right. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Moving I, on. Yeah. Yeah. We have Aldous Hodge as Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Not Hawkeye. No. Hawkman. Hawkman, yeah. But he was referred to as Owl in some of the interviews. Now, is there some kind of like Owl, Owl Hawkman connection somehow? I was confused in the interviews because they kept mentioning Owl, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I thought he was Hawkman. I've always known him as Hawkman, I guess. I, I guess I don't really know Owl as anything. The only the only thing that I can think of is the, the Watchmen. They had an Owl character in that. But, like, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I just thought I'd ask. Maybe no, I thought maybe yeah, not. not. Not really. I mean, we I have Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate. Okay, and now here's the problem: if you bring Dwayne Johnson in for a fun ride, you don't put him up against all this Hodge and Dwayne and 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 Pierce Brosnan because he is outacted in every scene with those two in it. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we have. Noah Centineo as Adam Smasher, Mm -hmm. Quintessa Swindle as Cyclone, Mm -hmm. Sarah Shahi as Adriana Tomas, Bodhi Sabanji as Aman Tomas, and Muhammad Amir as Kareem. Yes. Yes, we do. So before we really get into this, I just have a question. What is your question? I've never heard of the Justice Society of America. Yeah. You want to know about the Justice Society? So, so question is. Okay. I'm. This seems different than the Justice League, but it's in the same universe. Yes. Like in the same kind of timelines and stuff. Same, so they have two separate yeah. groups of people here, and obviously different than Suicide Squad. But the way the movie was <laughs> presenting it felt very Suicide Squad-ish. You yeah, know, you've... the whole how they're introducing people with Amanda Waller, and I'm like, wait, 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 what's going on here? Yeah, Amanda Waller is also in it. Yeah. Suicide Squad, or su- uh, not Suicide Squad, that's <laughs> easy to forget the two, but Justice Society was a series that, well, a team that kind of premiered in the golden age, like back in like All-Star Comics, which is where Wonder Woman was too, and I don't know much about the old, old Justice Society, but I do know that post-Crisis on Infinite Earths 1985, they positioned the Justice Society to be the Justice League, the, the the predecessor to the Justice League. So they're like the old heroes that the Justice League are kind of replacing, but they're not really replacing them. They're more... So it's just two different groups of superheroes. Yeah. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I just had a question quick on that because sure. I, again, not big into comics, so hadn't heard of yeah. them before. Yeah, so basically when they brought him they brought him back like after 
Crisis, like shortly after Crisis on Infinite. And Crisis on Infinite Earths, just for a quick refresher, if you don't remember, it took all the different continuities from all the different infinite universes within the DC universe, because what had happened is everything had kind of fractured a little bit. Like Flash had its own little like universe, quote unquote, because stuff was happening in the Flash comics that didn't like that didn't like go well with what was going on in the Batman comics, but it involved characters that had been in Batman. And so it ended up being, oh, this is on Earth 1. Oh, this is on Earth 6. This is on Earth 347, right? So kind of a multiverse, right? And what they did was they had, they called it Crisis on Infinite Earths. They condensed everything back down into just one universe and had one ongoing continuity. Up until Rebirth, that's actually the one that I'm more familiar with. But in Rebirth, they started fracturing things again, where you, now you got all these alternate universes, and now, like, stuff from Earth 2 is coming in, and, you know, stuff from the New 52 Earth is coming in and staying, and even the Watchmen are starting to show up in in the DC Universe pri- proper, and, like, all this kind of craziness, right? So, just... Crisis on Infinite Earths 1985 was a touch point in DC history where they condensed everything down into one storyline that lasted until probably 2006-2007. So a good 30 years, right? Um, <laughs> but, but prior to that, Justice Society had existed alongside Justice League. And then post that, they wrote them, in, they wrote them off into the sunset. They were like, these are the guys from before. Justice League is now the guys that are new. And then they ended up bringing them back. They ended up reintroducing them into DC society or whatever. Like in the early 90s, if I remember correctly. There's a whole <laughs> lot going on. You want to talk about, you think Spider-Man's confusing? Try figuring out like the history of the DC universe prior to 1985. And go. I'll take You're a good? big pass on I'll that. I'll take a pass on it too, so. All right, anyway. <laughs> do you want to jump into the uh, the movie then? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So we start with a voiceover. A voiceover telling us the story of what happened. 2500 BC, where Acton, the king of Kandak, he creates a crown, the crown of Sabak. Like it's got a bunch of evil in it. Right. Is that what it is? Right. It seemed to me like there was, I don't know if it was necessarily demons, but it was like dark beings that put their like forces into this thing or something like that. Yeah. Kind of like the Ring of Mordor, but in a crown format. Right. The Crown of Mordor or the Crown of Sabak. Yeah. So... While this is all going on, he well he he consolidates his power and he basically enslaves his people, makes them start digging for I can't remember the name of it, but it's this rare mineral that he needs to finalize the crown basically. And Kid decides he's going to start he's going to start a revolt. He's going to start a rebellion, a slave rebellion. And just as he is being he's he's captured, just as he's being executed. He is spirited off to the Council of Wizards from Shazam and given the powers of Shazam and he turns into Kandak's heroic champion. He kills Akton, ends his reign, and then we jump forward 2,500 years. You want to hear something crazy? Why? Even though there's a lightning bolt on his chest like the movie Shazam, the guy in there, I 
did not realize this was like a Shazam type power thing until we started watching this movie. And I'm like, oh, I'm I was like, gonna say you didn't pick up on the fact. No, that they I call did. It Shazam. Okay. Yeah, I I did during the movie, right, but gotcha. before yeah. that, in the previews and stuff, I had no clue. Well, how long has it been since you saw Shazam? That's been a while. And a you're not so. as familiar with the characters, so why would you make that connection? Most people aren't going to make that connection. Okay. I felt kind of dumb because I was like, well, I think I should have known that, but... I don't think it's dumb. Okay. <laughs> I think it makes... I mean, it makes sense. Most people aren't going to make this connection. This is one of those things where, like, like Iron Man, when the first Iron Man came out, this would have been a great character to start with for DC if they were going to do that whole Avengers thing, but anyway... So when we're back to present day, we find out that Kondok is is occupied by a gang called Intergang, which is just the dumbest name for a, like a gang ever. <laughs> and we get to meet Adriana Tomas, who is a resistance fighter. She's trying to locate the crown of Sabak. And she's using her, her brother Kareem. And their colleagues, Samir and Ishmael, are all involved in this. So she gets the crown, and Indergang ambushes them, kills Samir, and Adriana has to read this. She gets she gets trapped in this temple where it appears that the young boy from the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. has been entombed. Mm-hmm. We're led to believe it's his tomb. And... She reads an incantation there. I don't know why she thinks to read it, but I think it was more like, oh, I think this says that in order to awaken him, you have to read this. Maybe I'll give this a shot. I'm at my, I've got my last shot here. This is what I'm going to go for. She's going to die. Yeah. So, so what of, else you got to lose, right. right? Let's read the thing. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. But if it does, hey. And it does. It happens. Teth Adam comes back. Kondok's champion. He is awakened from his slumber. He murders all of the intergang troops and then we get to visit with the justice society not the justice society of america which is what they were originally i think they're trying to make this a little bit more international just do justice society they just call it the justice society which makes sense america is not the center of the universe Justice Society makes more sense than the Justice Society of America. This doesn't take place in the United States anyways. And it doesn't take place in the United States. All right. Thank you. So this whole series where she's in this cave and this was this was a little interesting, I thought. I I was a little on the edge of my seat to see what was going to happen. I didn't, you know, see that one guy dying and yeah. and once he died though, I knew somebody was going to be betraying them and i figured it was that other guy well you picked up on that right away well i didn't i just knew that that guy was like a little suspicious i i kind of just because the way these movies go i thought you know this he's probably gonna try and take this right but i was scared for her i didn't know if she's gonna make it all the way through this or not so so that was good i like the introduction to Dwayne Johnson's character, what what's it called? Teth Adam. Teth Adam, yeah, that's. I don't know if that's. I don't know much about the character of sure. Black Adam, but I'm I'm assuming that that's like his old name, right? The fight, the fight sequences, those were kind of cool. 
it's similar to fight sequences we've seen in other things other than he was catching rockets and throwing helicopters into other helicopters. Yeah, he was killing a lot of people and causing a lot of damage. Yeah, he was straight up murdering people, so. Yeah. They're, they're set... They were all bad guys, though. Right. This is why I feel like this is set in the Rebirth era of DC Comics, because Black Adam, there's little that I know about Black Adam, he really is the supervillain for Shazam. He's Shazam's nemesis. He's yes. the bad guy. He was and supposed to be in Shazam. He was in Shazam. At least a hologram of him was. Right. He was supposed to be but, in Shazam, but it was later decided to pull him and have him do his own movie. Okay. And they wanted to do, because at Rebirth, when they did Rebirth, they did they made him into more of an anti-hero, more of a Punisher type character where he's okay with killing if it serves his purposes, but his purposes are still quote unquote noble, right? Right, because I didn't really look at him as, I don't know, I suppose anti-hero works, but he didn't seem to be killing any good guys. I mean, they were all bad guys that he killed, True. but he caused a lot of destruction in it. I had a comment here that Batman would be really ticked off at these people because <laughs> they're destroying everything. They're um, damaging property. <laughs> That's why he was mad at Superman. So I don't know. I like this introduction to Black Adam. I thought it was it was a fun little sequence. Yeah, I mean, I guess I expected it. Okay. I, I, I not that I saw it coming, but I guess I just I was like, all right, well, he's obviously going to show up at some point, and he's going to you know do superhero stuff at some point, mm-hmm. and then we'll move on with the story. Right. And that's exactly what happened. Right. I do want to talk real quick because we did get to see him flying. So there was some information out there in one of the interviews Mm -hmm. that they had a special piece of equipment. They didn't use wires for Black Adam when he's flying Mm -hmm. because they wanted him to look more powerful. So a lot of times they use wires and the actors will look like slanted or tilted a little bit, this way or that. And they wanted him to be like flat, like real powerful looking. So they made a special piece of equipment that would allow him to lay flat and just look more powerful and look like there was more force behind his flying than what it does with wires. Okay, cool. Is this something that they created for this or is this like... I don't know if it was created for it, but they did talk about the special piece of equipment Mm -hmm. they had, so... Gotcha. All right. Well, so after Teth Adam breaks out of his tomb and saves Adriana, he flies off. And then we get a scene where Hawkman gets Suicide Squad time. Yeah. He gets contacted by Amanda Waller, the same Amanda Waller from Suicide Squad. I do like that they have... That actress coming back, you have a little consistency, but I just felt like this had such a Suicide Squad feel to it. I didn't know why yeah. it really needed to be introduced that way. Yeah, and I think the problem with putting Amanda Waller in charge of this operation is it makes you automatically think that the people that are going to be assembled are going to be bad guys. Adam Smasher, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, and Tornado? Cyclone. Cyclone. I was close. Same, same, right? I Twister. think Amanda Waller, after watching Suicide Squad, I think she's a terrible person. Absolutely. And so this group that's assembled, to me, seem like they're supposed to be heroes. But you're not going to, like you were saying, you're not going to get that feeling because Amanda Waller's right. involved with it. Right. 
I don't know what the deal was, why they brought in Amanda Waller, other than to tie it to other DC properties. Mm -hmm. When are they going to be done with this? When are they going to be done with this DCEU thing? Or are they? Are they just going to like? Well, if they just hired James Gunn to do all this, I'm guessing it's going to get interconnected. But, okay, but (sighs) what I mean is, are they going to leave the Zack Snyder stuff behind and move on? Are they going to try and salvage that and move into something else? That is some interesting interview stuff I was watching. Really? Okay. So one of the things they were talking about is they did want to kind of get away from the Zack Snyder feel and effect, but they didn't in <laughs> this did. movie. No, not even a little. There's, there's a lot of the slow motion <sighs> and the, the, the still like the... Well, it is slow motion, but, you know, the slow movements Mm -hmm. and then the over-exaggerated, like, coming apart and stuff like that. I mean, it's just the special effects was very Zack Snyder feel to it. Yeah, but his fingerprints are all over it, but he's not involved. He's not involved in this. And so that is one of the questions is how are they going to proceed? Because it sounds like they're wanting to get away from that Zack Snyder feel of it, but they haven't yet. So, who knows? They're not doing a very good job of it. No, not yet. No. no. And who knows? Maybe this... I mean, because this... I think this has been in the process for a long time. So, maybe some of this was yeah. already in the works when all that Zack Snyder stuff was coming out. And maybe it just bled over into this. And they didn't have time to go back and redo anything. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Well, I think... I think this had started... They'd started pre-production... Not pre-production, but they'd started developing this back in, like, 2014. So, that sounds about right, yeah. I mean, that's 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 a good while ago. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jeez, it's a good while ago at this point. Yikes. Zack Snyder was still very involved at that point. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Well, anyway. So, Amanda Waller, the aforementioned Amanda Waller, gathers the Justice Society, or at least calls the Justice Society and asks them for help. She needs them to stop Black Adam, or Teth Adam, I guess as he's known now, from causing, from like destroying Kondak and killing more troops. So she contacts Hawkman. Hawkman contacts his buddies, Dr. Fate, and he's, and, and, or his buddy Dr. Fate, and Waller. And this is why it feels like Suicide Squad. Waller's like, you're going to be joined by Cyclone, who can do this, and Adam Smasher, who does this. And I'm like, why is she giving him people to put into <laughs> his group? I was very confused as to why. Yeah, like, I... Amanda Waller fucks... Like, she really fucks with the vibe of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Now, again, I don't... I like Amanda Waller. I like the character. I think she's a great character. She doesn't have to be in all of it, though. No. I mean, she's not Wolverine for Christ's sake. She can be. She can be just in the thing that she's in, and then maybe have somebody else involved here. How would, why? Why not have like Batman call? Right, or even the Flash. I mean, they have. Well, I don't know if you'd want Ezra Miller. <laughs> I was gonna say they point. probably they're, don't want to touch that. Yeah, Ezra Miller. The, I mean. Well, they don't currently have a Batman, do they? Well, no, they don't. Well, yes, they do. Robert Pattinson. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Is that going to be part of this? As far as I know. Okay. This this leads me to believe that there must be some sort of crisis thing going to be happening mm. because he's obviously a different Batman. He's obviously got a different Joker or a different rogues gallery. You know, while least. you're talking about this, I'm just going to bring this up too yeah. before I forget. I like the fact that these four people go in and they're trying to convince Adriana that he's a bad guy and needs to be stopped. And she says, you know, there's all these people out there that could come help and nobody comes to help. Yeah. And he's the only one helping. This is the borderline, like, social commentary of this film. Like, there's this idea of, like, colonizers, rebellion against said colonizers, and then a marginalized community not being assisted by the law enforcement or the perceived law enforcement of the world or whatever. In this case, the Justice League or the, you know, mm-hmm. existing pantheon of heroes. They don't, they don't lean into it, though. They're just like, yeah, that's bad, and then they move on. So there's no real message here. To, to speak of, but I guess I guess I can't expect too much of that. It's a it's a freaking superhero movie, you know, and mm-hmm. they're not going to put the kind of depth that you're going to find in the comics into the movie. People just want to go see people punch each other. And that's I guess where is. I was going with it was this is one of the things I am always wondering when we're watching these superhero movies is <laughs> yeah. where is Batman or Superman when something like this is going on? Agreed. Where are they? Yeah. For example, why is Thor fighting, you know, the God Butcher by himself? Where are the Avengers? Whatever is remaining of right. them should be able to help him. It's right. not like they haven't been to space before. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was going. Is I, I thought at least it was commented, hey, nobody else is coming to help us, so at least yeah. there's him. So Yeah. So, like you said, Justice Society shows up. They try and convince Adriana. Adriana's like, you know, screw you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna siding with this guy. He's obviously here to help me. You guys are just, you guys are just as bad as the rest of these colonizers. You guys are the rest, just as bad as these other interlopers. You don't get to come into my country and tell me how to do my stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what she's saying. Meanwhile, Ishmael, the guy that you had suspicions about, has revealed himself as the leader of the intergang. He actually was embedded with Adriana and this resistance. Did you catch that the actor that plays him is the same actor that played the the king at the beginning? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I didn't catch that. <laughs> if I would have, you maybe really would have realized yeah. that he was a bad guy. I didn't realize he was a bad guy. I just thought, well, he's obviously his descendant. Okay. Is the way I the way I took it. It couldn't. I in my brain, of course, not thinking superhero wise. In my brain, I'm just thinking logically. I couldn't possibly be the same guy, and it's not. It is his descendant, but I guess in a comic book universe, it could be the same guy. I don't know why I thought it couldn't be. It's not the same guy. It's just the same actor. No, it is. It's just the same actor, it's just, and, it, and, it's, and it's the descendant of, of Acton, the guy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So He takes Adriana's son, Ammon, prisoner. He's stolen the crown, and that's what, that's what Ishmael's after, is the crown, mm-hmm. because it's going to give him phenomenal cosmic power. Without the itty-bitty living space, mm-hmm. right? So Ammon hides the crown and manages to escape. When Adriana gets there, she gives the crown to Ishmael to save Ammon's life. But he double-crosses her, basically. Ishmael backs out of his end of the deal, and he takes a shot at Ammon. Like, he like physically shoots a gun at him. Black Adam, who was with Adriana at the time goes to stop the bullet 
and he does, but he like blows up the, the hideout and he injures Ammon in the process. He kills Ishmael and injures Ammon in the process. And he feels really bad about that. So he like takes off and he goes back to like the, the ruins of his, the former temple or whatever. All right. So before we move on to the next thing, yeah. let's talk about that crown quick. Yeah. So there's some wording oh, yeah. <laughs> in the crown. And when Adriana translates it, it says something about there's... The path to death, or the path to death is life. Yes, the yeah. path to death is life. Brilliant. It's, uh, that's... Makes sense. That's, that's some high quality, high quality shit right there. Okay, so we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more in a few minutes. Oh well, yeah. Well, let's talk about it now. Are you gonna talk about it now? Yeah, let's talk about it now because okay. because Ishmael's not dead. Dead. He's no. gonna come back as the reincarnation he, of Akhtan. He wanted Black. I almost called him Shazam. <laughs> he <laughs> wanted Black Adam to kill him because right. Adriana interpreted that or read that. Upside, upside down. down. Yeah, upside and down. And so so uh, somehow upside down also means backwards. It or rearranges it. It's the death no no no. The life The way is, to life is death. The way to life is death. So okay. I don't know what language that was in. Kandaki, which is a made up but place. If you flip something upside down, the whole damn thing is going to be upside down and backwards. Mm. What kind of language can you flip upside down and backwards and have some of the words the same and just flip two words around? I don't know. That part was stupid. Like. That part was stupid. Like, okay, look, here's the thing. (laughs) Just from the jump. The idea that the path to death is life. Yeah. That's brilliant. That's really good. And they call that out too. They're like, oh wow, that's that's deep. <laughs> and but then to flip it upside down and flip the idea around the path to death or the path to life is death, that's cool and all. You need to come at that a little differently. Because <laughs> Adriana is Okay. All it had to be was maybe since it's a made up language, life and death words are very similar and she just interpreted it wrong or something, you it know? Ma- it, it, it makes Adriana look like a moron. She's an archaeologist, <laughs> okay? She's an archaeologist who's been dealing with this for her whole life because she lives in Kondok. Yeah. <laughs> She's not going to misinterpret that. She's going to look at it and go, it's upside down, flip it over. That's easy, right? <laughs> so if she finds out, like, and and this is how you can play it, right? You play it like it's upside down, flip it over, and you flip it over and it says the proper intonation, the path to life is death. She knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Then she can, like, prepare people, right? Now, they wanted this to be this big reveal, but it was, like, the dumbest. It reminded me, have you seen the movie The, the Number 23 with Jim Carrey? No. Okay, don't, first of all. Secondly, there's a bit in the movie where he's trying to figure out, like, what the number 23 means and, like, why it's everywhere and why he sees it all over the place and what it all, what it means for his life. And somebody turns him on to this book 
and I can't remember the name of the book, but the author's name is Topsy Kretz. <laughs> and that's all I could think of was Topsy Kretz. <laughs> when we were watching this movie, I was like, get the fuck out of here with this. Really? This is where they're going? Now, I did not have a problem with just about everything in this movie, but that I really had a problem with because I thought that was really dumb. That was just stupid. Yeah. So... I just want to make sure I covered that crown thing because that really bothered me. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was pretty much the first thing I said to you when we were walking out of the theater. I'm like, what is with this crown? (laughs) Yeah, the crown thing... Well, Hawkman, okay, so back to the story. Hawkman okay, yep. follows Black Adam back to the the ruins of the palace, Acton's palace. And he tells Hawkman that the legends about Kondak's champion were incorrect. It was a misattributed to him, but it was actually Adam's son, Hurit, who was granted Shazam, Shazam's powers, and he became Kondak's champion. And... Because Octan knew that he was that that you couldn't kill this person because he had the champion. I don't. He didn't have a name. Hurrit. We'll call him by his by his human mm-hmm. name or you know his name when he was a human. You couldn't kill him. He just says, "Go after the family. Go get the family. Kill the family." And so. The assassins show up. Hurrit shows up and gives his powers to Adam. Now, I don't know if this is how it happens in the comics. But can you just give these powers that come from the wizards? That, okay. So, yeah, something I, I picked up in my book. Little encyclopedia. Yeah, your DC character encyclopedia. Also, I caught this in an interview. Yeah. Black Adam wasn't given those powers. He stole them from his nephew. Okay, but here's the thing. Can, if the gods, in this case the wizards, the Shazam wizards, if they bestow upon you, they're like, we trust you with all of our might. We're going to give this to you and and... And you go out and save the world. I don't think so, because in the Shazam movie, he couldn't give those powers away. Right. You can't just give them away. But this kid is able to just be like, all right, I'm going to give them to my dad. That's cool, right? I'm going to give them to my dad. There you go, dad. Because dad was like the guy that he looked up to. And he was like, "You're you're the protector. You need to be the protector. So he gives dad the powers. So... Hurrit gives him the powers, thinking it's going to save his life, but the assassins show up and assassinate Hurrit instead. How they know that he's not... Like, they're just... I guess they don't know. They're just shooting at whatever's in there. They're just shooting at whatever, yeah. That's not... That's irrelevant. So, they kill him, and then Adam slaughters all the king's men. He destroys Kondak's palace... He is deemed unworthy by the Council of Wizards. He kills all of the other wizards except for Shazam. And Shazam's like, up yours, buddy. We're going to make you a prison and stick you in that prison. And that's what Adriana found. Yep. Again, though, two things. 
First of all, why would they put on there a way to waken him and free him from this prison? Why would Shazam do that? The wizard, not Zachary Levi. Why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense. No, and it seemed to me like there was some kind of uh, magic thing going on with her necklace, too, that maybe was part of it. Because it, that started glowing or something. Yeah, but then it just, that's whatever that is, is just excised from this movie entirely. Yeah, it is. And then the other question, of course, is why wouldn't Adriana pick up that this is not a tomb, that this is a prison? I thought that they were kind of keeping it... Maybe I'm misunderstanding something in the movie, but I thought they were keeping it on the down low that he was actually in there and a bad guy or something. I thought it was treated as a tomb, not a prison. Like, I thought that's what they were telling people. So they were, they covered it up. They covered up that, like... That's how I took it. I could be wrong, but that's how I took it. (sighs) All right, well, whatever. So now he's got these feelings that, like, he can't be a real hero. And... He feels bad for hurting Amon. Yeah, he feels bad for hurting Amon. Not that he killed all the wizards. Why did he kill all the wizards? Because they said he was unworthy? They were like, we're going to take the powers? He's like, up yours. My son gave me these powers. Is that the idea? Yeah, but that was a long time ago. Yeah, so, but I'm, but I'm yeah. saying, like, that's what, that's what, that's why he killed the wizards? I they were think take so. The they didn't. They did. I don't know that they covered that. It was so quick in the movie. Yeah. Why didn't they take the powers from him? Did they depower him? Can they take the powers from him once you get it? I don't know. You'd think that if they can give it to him, they can take it away. Otherwise, they're not really that good of wizards. I don't know. Maybe it's because there was only one of them left. Maybe that's why. Maybe you need to read the comics. Maybe I do. And I actually looked. I wanted to see, like, what this was based on. Was there, like, a specific arc or something that I could read? I wasn't able to find it in time for this. But if I do, you know, find it at some point, maybe we can revisit this and I can talk about it a little bit. But we'll kind of see. Maybe that'll be like, maybe we'll do a special on that. We'll do the Black Adam follow-up special or some shit. Well, and who knows? Maybe it might come up in the new Shazam movie. Because apparently in the first one... There was a little bit about the other wizards being killed or something like that. I don't remember that at all, but apparently there was a brief little scene in there with the Black Adam and the other wizards dying or something. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. I don't remember it, or maybe it was like extra footage. I don't know. I don't remember that either. So because he doesn't want to be a hero, he surrenders to the Justice League. And or no, Justice League, the Justice Society. Sorry, Justice League or Justice Society. <laughs> they take him to a Task Force X prison. I don't know anything about this. Task Force X is the Suicide Squad. Is it? Yes. Okay. Task Force X is the Suicide Squad. Now I had questions about this prison yeah. here. There's a lot of those little imprisonment things in there. Yeah, I want to know who's in there. Who's in there? Who do they have in Who is in a- Amanda Waller imprisoning in there that are stronger? Because they don't imprison all of them in there because some of them go to the regular prison places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so these ones are obviously stronger ones that they need to basically incapacitate. To right, keep people them under that control. They can't, yeah, people that they can't put send to like Blackgate or like Bell Reeve or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So 
the yeah they put him they put him into this like tube and he's completely incapacitated they say he's gonna sleep and they'll never be able to speak the word shazam again mm-hmm. oh, by the way he depowers himself by saying shazam and then we get the steve rogers effect that you hate this was a hundred times worse than it the was. steve rogers effect all right, a little bit of background on that. Yeah. Actor Benjamin Patterson was used as Dwayne Johnson's body double in his slimmed down appearance. He got to do that whole white dot thing on his face and do the scene. So that way they could calibrate the face. Yeah. And then they would have Dwayne Johnson do the scene and then, you know. They would merge the two. Merge the two together. Right. Yeah. One goes in telepod A, the other one goes in telepod B, and then they get joined together in telepod C. <laughs> right. Along with a fly, apparently. But I but. wanted to mention, Benjamin Patterson got to play his body double, I guess. Yeah, right? Imagine being, like, slender little Benjamin Johnson. Or Benjamin what? What's Patterson. His name? Benjamin Patterson. And be, like, being approached and be like, hey, man, you want to be The Rock's body double? <laughs> He'd be like, what? <laughs> 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 okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Looking down at yourself like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, then, no. Then he's like standing in the mirror, but like, yeah, I could do it. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Look at that, man. I got some, you know. Speaking of that, here. I'm just gonna bring this up real yeah. quick. The actor who played Hawkman, Aldous Hodge. Yeah. He got to the filming locations two months two months early, and so he was hitting the gym because he wanted to bulk up, <laughs> and so he was actually calling and texting. Dwayne Johnson for pointers because he just felt like he wasn't getting bulky enough, I guess. So. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Do you know Aldous Hodge at all? He looks so familiar, but I he, couldn't place him. He was in Straight Outta Compton. He played MC Ren. Okay. Straight Outta Compton. That's where I know him from. He's been in, he was in Hidden Figures. He was in a couple other, like, TV shows. But I, I know him from Straight Outta Compton. Okay. I'm guessing I probably know him out of Hidden Figures. <laughs> Real with our guy. Real, real with Yeah. So, okay. So, after he says Shazam and he shrinks down to Captain America size pre-injection, he they put him in this tube and he's incapacitated. And then the Justice Society returns to the city and they find out that Ishmael actually wanted Black Adam to kill him. So that when he, so that basically he can descend into hell and then be reborn as the champions of the six demons of Salak, which are the opposite of the Shazam wizards. They get their wizards and demons. So he comes up from the underworld. He's going to claim his throne and he summons the legions of hell to basically lay siege to Kondok. Ammon is kind of having a similar arc to Adam's son, Hurat, where he's kind of rallying the people. He yep. makes the similar hand gesture, which they all know, of course, is like how you call Black Adam, I guess. It's like the bat signal of Black Adam. Make a triangle with your hands. I don't know. This, I felt like, wasn't described very well in the yeah. movie. I I got more information on the interviews I was watching, yeah. but it's actually a symbol from the Black Adam stories. You remember her necklace had the three triangles and stuff? There's yeah. some kind of symbolism with that, but I don't think it is a calling sign for Black Adam. It's oh. something else. Well, the way that they do it, yeah. like he, he points it at the sky as if Adam's supposed to like look down and be like, oh, the bad signal, I gotta go. You know? And like, like 
dude, you're going to have to project that somehow. What are you going to do? Project right. the triangle into the sky? I don't know if it's if I'm right on this or not, but it made me think of, you know, in Hunger Games when she has that hand signal she does? Oh, yeah. I, it, I think it's kind of something like that, where it's, sure. it's just like a a hand gesture that is kind of like a unity and empowerment type thing. Right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, they, they all try to, they do it. They do the old, they do the old New Yorkers on the Brooklyn bridge thing and start throwing rocks at people. And they're like, nah, man, you mess with New York. You mess with all of us. You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> Only it's conduct. You mess with conduct. You mess with all of us. You know, that doesn't really work out so well for them. So the justice society prepares to, kind of have a final showdown with Sabak and Dr. Fate basically reveals like he says to Hawkman at one point you know hey you can't go in there you're gonna die and I won't let that happen to you mm-hmm. and so that allows him to kind of get the hit the, the head start on the whole thing now this is interesting yeah I don't know much. Actually, I didn't even know uh, the four other heroes here: Doctor Fate, Dr. Hawkman, Cyclone, and Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher. Never heard of any of them. No, never heard of Hawkman. No, never Did heard you of. Never them. watched the Justice League cartoon. God, no. Are you serious? No way. The little, meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice, that no. whole thing, the filmation <laughs> cartoon from the seventies. No, seriously, no. No, I didn't watch that. So I, ha- I didn't know about. Oh any of these people but i thought it was really cool the helmet thing and how he could see the future see visions with it who dr fate yeah dr fate's an interesting character i don't know a ton about him the most i know about him is from a series called kingdom come which actually is an elseworlds comic so i don't know much about like main universe dr fate but that's supposed to be some kind of like Helmet from like an alien helmet or something. Yeah, space. Yeah, it's a space space helmet. helmet. (laughs) Yeah, it looks cool. It does, but when but when he gets the he can get the lead. He can get the he can get the head start on everybody else, and he blocks them out. But he create he creates a force field that nobody can get in, and it's actually Doctor Fate who has to die. He's seen. It's like, oh hey, it's like Doctor Strange seeing like you know the different myriad you know versions. There's only one. There's only one way that we win this. And it's the way that Tony Stark has to die. You know what? I have a theory about that. Did I tell you about this theory? Are we getting sidetracked off? We're going to sidetrack here real quick. Just side side conversation real quick into the universe of the Avengers. Completely different publishers. But I think Doctor Strange knows that there's more than one universe, more than one version of it where they can win. But this one version is the only version where Tony Stark dies. And Doctor Strange was pissed off at Tony because Tony was making fun of him for being a wizard. Yeah, That's I don't what he know did. about that. I'll bet you Doctor Strange set him up. <laughs> it's true. You know it's true. Anyway, back to let's go back to DC. Back to the DC universe. So Doctor Face Doctor Fate, not Doctor Face. <laughs> <laughs> the man with no face. Who's Doctor Face? Never heard of him. He does this whole thing where he can kind of like astrally project like a bunch of versions of himself. And like he has this big battle with Sabak, but he ends up, he ends up while this is all going on, sending like an astral version of himself, like an astral projection of himself to wake up Teth Adam from cryosleep. This made me think that 
Dr. Fate, he has to be, he has to be strong. I mean, he's got to be like really powerful to be able to fight this demon thing and then also be completely distracted enough to be, you know, notifying Black Adam and waking him up and stuff. I mean, I... I kind of like this character. Too bad, but I I, I kind of like this character. <laughs> I think he's well, cool. Well, if they're doing a Crisis on Infinite Earths type thing, we might get to see him again. Okay. Maybe. Who knows? It is a shame that he ends up dying. Sabak ends up killing him, mm-hmm. and that's what lets the force field down, and everybody else comes in. And there's a big fight. Black Adam shows back up, and he's just like he shows up right as Sabak is about to kill all the rest of the Justice Society that are still alive. And he ends up fighting with Sabak. He kills him. And the Justice Society is like, yo, thanks, dude. And they kind of part ways with like a tenuous truce. More of a, you know, you stay here and do your thing here, but don't leave. And he's kind of like, yeah, that's going to work. I don't know about all that. But he basically now has accepted his new role as the defender of conduct. And he sits in a throne. This this was a cool scene, I thought. He sits in the throne of Akton. But he's like, nah, I don't like this. And then he destroys it. Mm -hmm. Like, there is no king here now. Mm -hmm. Right? There's There's nobody in charge. The people are in charge. And I'll be the protector of the people. I thought that was neat. And then, <laughs> extra spoily spoiler alerts, we, Waller, in the in the mid-credits scene, Amanda Waller calls Black Adam and is like, hey, don't be leaving Kondak. And <laughs> she's like, I've got powerful friends that will make you not leave. And then Superman shows up. Like Henry Cavill as Superman shows the up. The Superman shows up and says hey man we gotta talk all right couple things here yeah so superman is working with a man amanda waller which doesn't make any goddamn sense and that doesn't make sense no but that makes me wonder if superman is the one that's helping her collect all of these prisoners down in that prison because if these are super strong beings he might be the one that's helping get these right Superman would not work with somebody like Amanda Waller to imprison other people. Superman would not be in the same room as Amanda Waller. There, it's, it would be like him working with Lex Luthor to get something done. I, the little, little, little bit I know about this world, I agree with you. I think it's weird. But because this has been introduced now, yeah. This is what I'm wondering. Is 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 he helping her with this? Really or is this still Hawkman doing all this? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I really hate that idea. I, I really hate that idea. I hate the fact that he would even be associated with Amanda Waller. Like, wh- why not team up with the Joker then? Right? You're going to get shit done. Get Team up with the Joker too, huh? Like, she is just as bad as those people. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So Superman was not supposed to be in this movie. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson went to the DC head, Walter Hamada, who was the head at the time. And he said, no, we are not doing that. So Dwayne Johnson went to Warner Brothers executives and said, hey, I think this needs to happen. And they said, yes, let's make this happen. 
And so it was Dwayne Johnson's going over the head of somebody to make this happen. Yeah. And so this scene was actually shot in mid-September this last year. That's awesome. This has some some Tom Holland getting Sony and Marvel to make up vibes to it. Like, Dwayne Johnson could just as well have saved the DC Extended Universe by doing that. Mm -hmm. He could very well have done that. Because, I mean... Henry Cavill had no intention of coming back to that. I read an article or an interview with him where he said now he's excited because he might actually get to play a Superman with hope. Yeah. A, ha- a happier Superman. Yeah, I don't think he was real happy with the Zack Snyder stuff going on. He'll never speak out against it because no, Zack I don't Snyder think he gave him his big break when it yeah. comes to that stuff. And Henry Cavill, he seems like a nice guy like he seems like one of those nice guy people yeah yeah he does but it's but i believe he is coming back for another superman movie is that correct i've heard that that might be the case but i don't know for sure but this is possibly setting up a movie or part of a movie down the road yeah with superman and black adam so my question to you is who wins in a conflict between Superman and Black Adam? That's an interesting question. My head says Superman, and here's why. Superman is powered by the, the radiation from our sun. There is an unlimited source of energy for him. Black Adam? I mean, he, where's his powers come from? From magic? Magic has its limits. Unless you unless you extinguish the sun or remove Superman from Earth and put him somewhere with, say, a red sun, you're not going to beat him. There's not an easy way to beat him. The only real way to beat Superman is to is to go after the people around him or with kryptonite, which I mean, it's really a MacGuffin, right? Mm-hmm. Kryptonite is the is like the it's the oh we need a way to get rid of him. Oh, I got it. Kryptonite. You know, like. Well, that's like with Black Adam has whatever that metal thing that they were mining for. Apparently that can harm him. Oh, really? But I don't know what that. I don't remember what that, that stuff was called, but apparently that can harm him. So then if he has the same powers that. What is Zach Levy's character? Is he Shazam? called Shazam? Okay. So a little quick, little quick history lesson. Shazam and Black Adam came over from Fawcett Comics, where they were called, where where Shazam was actually called Captain Marvel. And when he premiered, Marvel got one over on him by copywriting the idea of a Captain Marvel. Okay. And so DC had to change the name of Captain Marvel, so they just chose Shazam. Okay. So, So then those two have the same power... So then are those two equally strong then? Shazam and Black Adam? One would think. They should be able to, you know. I would think they would go toe-to-toe. And, but the, 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 the difference here is that it's not just about the power. It's about the experience. Black Adam's got more experience than Zack, or Zack Snyder. <laughs> Black Adam's got more experience than Shazam does. Because Shazam is basically a 13-year-old kid. In a man's body. Right. Billy Batson is not someone who is, you know, yeah. infinitely wise in the ways of war. 
Whereas, you know. That was my kind of take on it, too, is if those two ended up fighting, I feel like Black Adam would win just because he's got more experience and is kind of an adult. All right. I've yeah. got some other trivia stuff. You want what me to go got? over that? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. So I got a couple things on the costuming. So the original costume for Dwayne Johnson included muscle padding in the suit. And Dwayne Johnson said, I looked ridiculous. And so they removed all the muscle padding. And so there is no muscle padding in his suit. That is all his muscle. (laughs) (laughs) That is all him. (laughs) That is all him. That is him. On the other hand, Pierce Brosnan, he felt absolutely ridiculous in his suit because his suit really wasn't a suit. He had to wear one of those mocap outfits. (laughs) And so he said he felt pretty silly in that thing with the <laughs> with the stuff over his face and all that and the ping pong balls on him so so yeah. all right and then a couple special effects things they didn't use green screens in some of the areas you would typically think they use green screens in so like in the ship when you can see out the windows and stuff like that that would typically be a green screen yeah they actually put up led screens and played while they were filming what they wanted to show in the background so that way the actors could interact with what was actually on the screens so something a little different than how that's typically done okay And then I want to talk about Cyclone. We really didn't talk about Cyclone or Atom Smasher very much. Yeah, they were just side characters. They were side characters. There were not huge roles in here. Yeah. I liked both of them. I thought they both did fine, but they didn't play a big part in here. No. But Cyclone, she had an interesting superpower, like how it worked. Like she would get like the wind and stuff going but in order to do it she was like spinning a lot and stuff Mm. and so what they did was she said they had her rigged into this like lollipop looking rig and she would have to spin and she could spin in all these different directions while they were filming her so apparently she had she does dance or she used to dance or something like that so she understood the whole spotting thing otherwise she says you get really dizzy because you're constantly spinning and oh sure yeah and looking out and stuff but I kind of liked the way hers looked I thought it looked really pretty on screen when she was spinning around because they had lots of color in there and it was you know really fluid movement I thought that I thought that looked cool yeah yeah and the last thing I have is some alternate casting. Please tell me there was alternate casting for Black Adam. I know there wasn't, but no, I don't have any for Black Adam. That's because I think there wasn't. He was in, he was involved from the get go. I was gonna so. say I think he was heavily involved from the get go. Yeah, so, yeah. all right for Doctor Fate, Liam Neeson. He worked well, that with been good. he worked with that director in four different movies, and yeah. so he was on the list. For yeah, a possible that, that, this director did like the transporter and like a couple other commuter movies. unknown commuter, nonstop is, yeah. run all night. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Liam Neeson like action revenge movie mm-hmm. series mm-hmm. or whatever. All right, and then for Hawkman, yeah, we have Army Hammer. No, thank you, Jesus. I'm glad they didn't go there. And Alexander Skarsgård. Eh, maybe, maybe. I think, I think he would have been okay. I, I'm glad they went with who they went with because I thought he did a good job. So. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Adam Smasher. Yeah. Dacre Montgomery. 
Was that the... Wait, that's the kid from... He was in Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. He yeah. used to be a Power Ranger, I think. He was a Power Ranger? I think so. I, if I remember <laughs> right, I think he ah. used to be a Power Ranger. Jesus. Okay. I think he would have been fine in there. Uh, I mean, it was a smaller role, so I'd, I, I don't know. I don't think there was a lot there. I like the kid that they got in there, so... Cyclone. Yeah. They have Thomas and Mackenzie. Okay. She was from Last Night in Soho. Right. Catherine Newton from Freaky. She was the main girl in Freaky. Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, cool. Okay. That would have been cool. Alexandra Ship, who played Storm in X-Men Apocalypse and Dark Phoenix. She could have been good. She could have been good. I don't know. I mean, I don't think these roles needed to be that big. I mean, they didn't need to have big enough actors. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just... They needed people who aren't like, you know, top tier actors because these roles, they did, they, there's nothing to them, you know? There's nothing to these roles, really. I think if they're going to expand this universe, though, I mean, there's potential that it could. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you could, well, yeah. No. Yeah, maybe. These guys aren't going to be major players. No, I don't think any of these guys would be major players. The Hawkman might be. Yeah. But like these other like smaller ones like Atom Smasher and Cyclone, mm-hmm. eh, not so much. I also had this question. Why do humans always, always assume that they can use guns on superhumans? A metahuman and a gun, what what like what is the idea? What are you what are you dumb? Have you just not been around the last five years? Maybe they haven't run into one yet. Run into one? Just watch the news. Or maybe they, well, they're obviously scared and they don't know what to do. So that's what they're going to do. All right. So do you have any other notes? No, I think we have gone over all of my notes. We are good. Perfect. Perfect. Let's go with, where do you stand on this one, Jen? Keep, rent, or erase, and why? I am back and forth between keep and rent. This is not an erase for me. I don't think this movie is terrible. My issues with it are Amanda Waller in here. Mm. I don't. I don't like this character in this movie. I she think... doesn't make sense in this movie. No, no. And I don't like how they were introducing the Justice Society. I felt like, okay, you can stay away from Suicide Squad way of doing this. You don't have to do it that way. And then the crown thing. Those are my two real hangups. I didn't have a lot of hangups other than that. Because for me, this is just an action superhero movie i'm not expecting a huge in-depth story you know i'm just not expecting that my one other gripe would probably be with dwayne johnson i know that this character is supposed to be real non-emotional he doesn't show emotion he's just there but i kind of missed seeing Dwayne Johnson's charisma in his performance a little mm-hmm. bit. It was it was lacking there, but I think that was what was expected from this character, and so maybe that was the way the director was having him do it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a strong rent. I <laughs> I am right on the edge of rent and keep on this one. And I I feel like I need to watch this a second time so I can really decide if I want to keep this or rent this sometimes you need to watch it a couple times and some of the stuff might feel a little more problemish or sometimes i might be able to look beyond it i don't know so we'll 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 see on my second watching where i really land but i'm gonna go with a strong rent 
How about you? This is firmly in the rent category for me. I had to think about the other DC movies and like how I would put how I would rank those. And if it doesn't commit the kind of sins that like some of the ones that are erases, well then it shouldn't be an erase. But it's definitely not a keeper. It is definitely not a keeper. There's just too much dropped in here. The movie almost had a message right from the jump about imperialism, oppression, enslavement, but that was all a ruse. It never goes anywhere. The the idea that Waller is the one assembling this group leads the viewer, any viewer who's watched any of the other prior movies, to believe that these people are bad guys. But they're not. And the idea that Superman is working with Waller, criminal offense? Yeah, I think so. Superman would never work with Waller. He wouldn't. The jokes fall flat, like anvil on the floor flat. (laughs) There's one about something about getting a lunchbox or something like that. And Dwayne Johnson's delivery and just the beat for it, like this this guy usually has good comedic timing. Not in this movie. And I don't know if it's the editing or what, but I don't need a, I don't need a box for my lunch. Not a single laugh from the crowd. Nobody gave a shit. It's not funny. They try, but it's not funny. This is definitely a rent for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's where it is. What what are we doing next? All right. Next week, we are going to cover Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So from Black Adam to Black Panther. Yes. Okay. So another superhero movie. Yes. Another... Big CGI fest. Yep. Okay. Here we go again. I'm excited for this one. I I know you're getting tired of these, but I'm excited for this. The trailers look really good. I'm excited to see where they're going to take this story now after Chadwick Boseman's passing. I'm excited to see this. I I, want to see it because Namor's going to be in it. I mean, this is the MCU reveal for like one of the big Fox properties that they had that they never did anything with. But he's a mutant. Namor is a mutant. He's the first mutant in the Marvel Universe. And this is kind of it. This is the beginning. This is where we get mutants. I don't know if that's how they're going to bring it in. I don't know if that's how they're going to like frame it. But he's a mutant. And if they make him anything other than a mutant, I'm going to be upset. I'm marginally excited for this. I really wish they would have recast the Black Panther. I really wish they would have recast T'Challa. I understand they wanted to pay homage to Chadwick Boseman. It's very sad that he died. I'm sad that he died. I think he did a fantastic job in this and in other movies that I've seen him in. I think he died way too soon, and it was a terrible thing for him to die the way that he did. But this character is too important to not have in the universe. The character of Black Panther is too important to not have in the universe. But they're going to have a new Black Panther. They'll have they'll have a new Black Panther. That's fine, but you can still have T'Challa. If you want to pass Black Panther on to Shuri or whomever they're going to pass it on to, that's fine. Do it. But T'Challa still needs to be there. I'll just say it this way: they recast Dumbledore, didn't they? They did. They did. That though, I think is Dumbledore. You can't have the Harry Potter movies without Dumbledore up until, like, he dies. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. He's just a very integral part in there. Why not? It's an adaptation. You can do whatever you want. You could. As long as it keeps the soul of it, right? That's all that really matters, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. 
Sure. No, sure. I don't. I don't agree with that. You know, I don't agree with that. Some things need to be ad- adapted properly. Yeah, and and I could see where you're coming from since you are a comic book fan. I'm okay with it because I don't know how integral T'Challa is to the story, hmm. and I'm okay with them having a new Black Panther. I am also okay with them so. having a new Black Panther. Like I said, but I'm not okay with them not having a new another person come in and play T'Challa. Sir. Sure. Anyway, I guess we'll talk more about that next week when we talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, right here on the couch. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to A View from the Couch, a Space Moose Media podcast. You can interact with our hosts on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash view underscore couch. You can also email us at aviewfromthecouch at yahoo.com. If you've enjoyed this episode, Please help us get noticed by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice. Thanks for listening.